kept you waiting. Good afternoon, or indeed good bloody well evening to all of our lovely, loyal and luscious listeners. We is the Crossplayers, and this is our very own weekly gaming romp that we call Crosscast. I'm going to switch this off because it's doing my head in. <laughs> uh, and today, we're going to open the door to you, take off your coat, we're leading you down the corridor, sitting you down in your favourite chair, handing you a cold beverage of choice with ice lemon maybe a tiny umbrella and then putting on an apron cooking you an exquisite audio meal oh but now what are we doing is that a hand on your bottom a warm heavy breath at the back of your neck oh yes you want it don't you you need this bulging package of gaming right before bed anyway your host this week's it is ben hi ben all right okay that wasn't a catchphrase i'm not <laughs> hello <laughs> you fucked it up as well, Alex. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Honest to God, clean sweep. Do it again. Absolutely. <laughs> Do it again. I've got one. I've got one. Anyway, it's Ben. It's Ben. Come at me. <laughs> okay, it's Mark. Uh, what am I supposed to say? I don't know. Oh, Jesus you said Christ, you were going to say Cowabunga. Oh, I missed it. Oh, was it Cowabunga? Oh. Oh, Honestly, I don't even know. It's Mark. Cowabunga. <laughs> it's Alex. Bye, Zen. <laughs> oh, dear. I think we could chalk this up as a failed experiment. <laughs> we did really well, didn't we? We did really yeah. well. Alex, just give us a twirl, mate. Come on, let's see the let's see the pants. Let's see the pants. I don't care about the top. Let's see the pants again. Just for audio listeners. Whoa. So Alex has got a fantastic pair of Marvel undies. Oh, lovely undies. Mm. Oh, lovely undies, undies. Everyone all right? Everyone okay? Everyone chilled Thursday evening? Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm, everyone. Mm, mm, yes. Yeah. Episode 60. Uh, Lewis isn't here. Feel better soon, Lewis. I'm sure you're yeah. watching or listening from beyond the plane somewhere. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where that went. Heather in the chat uh, has given us two eye emojis and two laughing emojis, presumably for Alex's pants. Thanks. It could be. Could be for could anything, be. to be honest. Could be anything. Yeah. We saw him. we saw Alex's meatballs. It's usually Dan that gives me the eyes in the pants. So. <laughs> could be a bit. Could be a bit. Uh, you ready to talk about computer games? Always. Video games. Uh, computer games. All right. Just because you've got a backwards cap on doesn't mean you can just say video games and get away with it. Well, like all, all the cool kids say video games. <laughs> Ipping with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should, should we do the drinks? Anybody got anything interested at all? Of course. We're always prepared. Always. Um, on, I'm. I'm. Uh, well, because my my lovely wife is away at the moment, and I'm obviously missing her warm embrace. Not Lewis. So, so uh, yeah, Lewis. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to make myself a hot chocolate in this. 
Is that a bong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the backwards cap. I thought, might as well go for it. Party time. Those hey. make the best hot chocolates. Yeah, good work, mate. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a hotel hotel chocolate velvetizer. So uh, wow. I'll make myself, Ooh, make myself one of those. Just for... Just for the purpose of the audio listeners, Ben's facing the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> what's going on. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, peanut butter oh. flavour, hot chocolate, I might add. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Lovely. Nice. So I'm going to do that right Big now. Big packet, that. Mm. Big packet. Big packet. Alex, water? I, I have my customary large bottle of water, but I also have some Pepsi Max tonight. Well, soy sauce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Pepsi Max, Pepsi Max from a soda stream. We don't buy bottles of Pepsi Max. We make ourselves. Really? Yeah. Are they like sachets with Pepsi Max? It's a little bottle of syrup, and then you just fizz the water and pour it in. And it tastes amazing. I love how Ben's That's... making like velveteen hotel chocolate uh, <laughs> things with, with like a, with a bong, and he, he's making Pepsi Max <laughs> north of the border. <laughs> cheap Pepsi soda. It's not cheap. <laughs> Roller cola. What, so what uh, is that, Alex? Hang on, hang on. You don't know what a soda stream is. No, I know what a soda stream is, but right. is he actually making? What is he buying little sachets or something? No, you get you get a little <laughs> bottle of syrup, a little bottle of Pepsi okay. Max syrup. It's actual Pepsi Max. It's basically diluting uh, juice, but for physical. It's, ju- it's fancy right. diluting juice, where oh. you bit of fizz. <laughs> it's like all that. juice. It's all nice. juice. I always like categorise like a soda stream as like an adult version of a Mr. Frosty. You know, where you're like, oh, yeah. I could get one of them. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm never really going to actually fucking use it. A bit like a toasting machine. But Mark, what are you drinking? I got a tea. Just a just a cup of tea, oh, really. Okay. Yeah, just a decaf tea. Brand? Oh. What brand? There's a local uh, tea shop in Winchester called Char Teas. Of course it is. Lo- lovely teas. Lovely teas at twice the price of other teas. Um, right. bit like Hotel Chocolat is twice the price of your other chocolates. Uh, <laughs> the teas at twice the price. And they're as, as delicious as the Hotel Chocolat chocolate. Um, you don't know that. Also, I've I uh, made a rookie mistake and I, I haven't got myself a mug, so I'm going to have to step off and get a mug. <laughs> well, I'll be right back, okay? Absolute mug. Yeah. Terrible. Can't take off now. Find his bong. Um, drink it out of <laughs> what for the powder <laughs> he's going to snort it <laughs> I hope you be you with your Pepsi Max mix yeah oh man what were we going to say what band's not here what should we talk about we've got like 10 seconds I'm still a bit shocked about this making the Pepsi Max thing have you never heard of a no, soda stream I've heard of a soda stream but never heard of anyone making like their own cola and stuff I've been I've been clearly asleep too long it's a whole new world out there. It's a whole new world. A whole new world. Just as you've introduced yourself to the world of PlayStation, it's just that's just the the beginning. I'll be having that 120 FPS with a 4K and my Soda Stream. That'll be yeah. me it's next week. It's a slip, slip, slippery slope. It's you know PS5 Soda Stream, then heroin. <laughs> so just be careful. Heroin from a bong. Have you seen my face? But, well. Let's go into news now. We've got the episode title. That'll get us cancelled.
the headlines. Sony acquire Bungie, and the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch is rather quite popular. They're the two bits of stories we're going to talk about first. So, uh, Sony acquire Bungie. I'm jumping over to the official Bungie.net website. Uh, they say Bungie joins Sony Interactive Entertainment. We believe games have limitless potential. Ah, uh, little crap. Let's ignore that. That's a load of shit. Creative freedom. We're going to get creative freedom. Three decades and counting. So basically, just sucking themselves off, which is standard. Bungie. Um, Alex, I'm going to come to you first on this. What do you think, mate? Yeah. It's not being much of a Destiny fan. I don't. Uh, it's not one that's really bothered me. I think more the rhetoric around it's quite interesting and in how Sony have played it and how it's very much like, oh, we've bought Bungie, but we've bought them and we're taking nothing to do with them. We're just leaving them, letting them get an army and we'll take their profits. And that's kind of how it's been presented and whether that's on purpose or not, which is fine. I mean, it's a very good way to leave the studio to run if you're happy enough with what it's doing, but it's so contradictory to the to the way that all the other acquisitions are kind of unfolding and all the mm. um, chat around exclusivity and cross-platform and this and that. So I think it's very interesting for that perspective and very interesting where it seems like they're leaning into games as a service and live service. This is like, right, Sony no longer just do these first-person big narrative games. We are here for multiplayer. We're here for live service. This is where we're going, which hmm. you can see many been happy about and many not been too happy about. Yeah, it's um, I think you're right though. I think it's a different sort of acquisition than just gobbling up a smaller studio, and then because I, I I don't know if I'm reading it right, but I don't get the sense that they're going to come under the playstation studios brand like no, the likes like of that. insomniac and all the others uh so it seems like they bought them for the obviously that like look at the they've created two ip in halo and destiny that have just become massive so their track record is unquestionable yeah i think they've bought in for the the marketability of destiny and their proven track record that they can create another IP from scratch that it will just be massive. Um, and then yeah. obviously the the cross-media potential of that, making movies, making TV series, merchandising it, all the other shit that Sony and, and Nintendo and Microsoft are all, they're all kind of trying to get into those extra little things with the theme parks, with Nintendo, all the movies, the HBO series, everything else that Sony's doing. Um, so I think there's that that potential and also the talent I think that's if you see how much they've put into employee retention to stop people jumping ship yeah that that Absolutely. is clearly they want what Bungie have in terms of yeah. creating those live service games as you said and they want to keep them and they want to learn from them the way we I think we spoke about it last week how the studios all kind of take bits from each other and, and you know they'll teach each other how these little tricks and i think they've now got bungie as the experts on live service and also first person shooters as well which is a massive hole in in sony's repertoire so i think it's a it's an interesting tactical one but it's a fuckload of money isn't it a huge amount of money 60 odd billion or something yeah i oh, know that's not that's no, it's, 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 uh, it's 3.6 yeah. so uh, compared 3. to the 6. others it's i mean it's still even when you look at half of bethesda so it's it's not mm. 
it's not a huge amount of money. Well, it, it, it is a huge amount of money, and it probably just shows where we're at that you're saying it's not a huge amount of money because things are getting ridiculous. Um, Definitely feels like Bungie were in a position to negotiate their own independence as such as well. Like Again, like Ben said before, them not really seeming to come under the... Uh, under the PlayStation Studios brand, and then on top of that, they've they've always had that kind of independence. So mm. when they left Microsoft, I think remember rightly they didn't have uh, any ownership of the Halo IP, which is part of the reason why they left. But to kind of continue to do their own stuff now with Sony is going to be quite interesting. Yeah. So. Well, didn't I they? Mean, they bought the rights to Destiny back from Activision, didn't they? They almost bought themselves out yeah. of that contract as well yeah, to, yeah. to garner that independence that they love so much. Um, so I don't think, I don't get the sense they've given that up. That's the language around it is yeah, they're yeah. going to continue to do cross-platform games and have the ability to self-publish and everything else. So it's yeah, it's really different, really interesting mm-hmm. one. It, de- it definitely feels like a two-way street, this one more than the others, because it's... Yeah. Sony are obviously getting a lot out of this in terms of the live service experience and what they can bring with that, whereas I think what it feels like is um, Bungie are looking to leverage on the other parts of Sony, whereas whether it's in the movie side, the TV side, like the actual intake and mm. destiny into a much bigger audience and many other platforms. So it seems like a win-win for both. Can't cope with Ben making a hot chocolate. <laughs> Mark, you've been, you're very quiet. You're looking very wistful and thoughtful. What what are your thoughts on this at the moment? I don't think you've ever jumped into Destiny, have you? No, I've not played any Destiny, uh, so I don't really have a great great th- uh, many thoughts on the games themselves. But just thinking back to our conversation a couple of podcasts ago, check out uh, Cross Players, uh, <laughs> Crosscast Fifty Eight. Um, our uh, thoughts on the uh, acqu- the last big acquisition, and I think. Um, we sort of talked at the time about whether we would see uh, moves from Sony and those sort of mixed opinions from the group as to whether that would happen and what it would look like. But uh, clearly we're seeing the first of, and they've already said, this is going to be the first of several acquisitions. They've said, look, look, look forward to more of these in the future. But from, you know, from my point of view, just give us a day without a bloody acquisition. You know, I'm just happy to uh, <laughs> go, go a day without someone spending billions on something or other and, They've done uh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, uh, and then you, you see, um, but, you know, uh, it's quite interesting as well because I was doing a little bit of research into who's got, like, um, the, the the most exclusives per, per platform and things like that and, and what's on everything and what isn't, just for my own interest. And uh, it's really interesting to see, like, how many exclusives, like, Nintendo has. Uh, all, like how many games that come out exclusively for Nintendo versus the other yeah. platforms where they they do a lot of them do tend to be they'll either be on Steam and PlayStation or Steam PlayStation Xbox or PlayStation Xbox and mm. then like Nintendo when you look at the games like Nintendo really does feel like its own um, little ecosystem of exclusives so it, it it's definitely like locking down that talent locking down the IPs I can see the the strong demand to do that. And that IP that Nintendo has, uh, as a result in the Switch, now Nintendo's best-selling home console ever, it's now surpassed the Wii with 103.54 million sales since it launched in 2017. Uh, on Gadget, uh, Engadget.com said, while Sony's holiday console sales were down due to part shortages, Nintendo managed to have a good, strong quarter with the Switch. 
thanks to what it called a good start by the OLED switch, which sold 10.67 million units in Q3, which is October to December, far surpassing the 3.9 million PS5 units sold by Sony. That takes total switch sales to 103.54 million since it, since it launched in 2017. Fucking hell, I couldn't get through that. Allowing it to surpass the Wii's lifetime sales of 101.63 million. Um, ben, I mean, how many of these? 103. I mean, half of First of all, before we before I give a sensible answer, that was an excellent transition from one oh, news story to the next time. What a segue. Fucking a clap. Seamless. Seamless. Come on, yeah, missed. I mean, well, missed. Well, come on. Ooh, it's all me, that. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nose a for news. Nose for news. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's what we should call the segment from now on. Just oh, yeah. Nose for news. Like um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy numbers. To, like I, hmm. When the Switch came out, I don't think anyone would have foreseen it surpassing the Wii in terms no. of lifetime sales. Because that no. was in everyone everyone's house but there was only ever one of them in everyone's house yeah and you couldn't take it yeah. out of the house so i think that's true that's what that's the magic sauce magic sauce yeah <laughs> that's, that's, yeah let's use that uh, that's yeah, the, the secret ingredient um hit, hit, that, hit, that, that, <laughs> hit, that, hit that bong again mate and you're <laughs> <laughs> it's the magic sauce um <laughs> Um, is that is that right? You that it's a handheld console as well, and obviously handhelds yeah. traditionally sell quite well anyway. I know like the, the DS and the Game Boy Advance and 3DS and stuff. But you, if you've got more than one person in your household and you're into games, chances are you're going to have more than one Switch. So that's almost like you know mm, that's yeah. that's what the trick behind it is, and that portability of you know this this is mine. This isn't just for the family this is my switch uh which is something i've said in this house it, it, it is that and it's also i think like this has become a bit of just a, a popular like a trend console that people it's desirable in lots of ways yeah yeah because of the, the games that it's had i mean having been there for all those other nintendo consoles and just seeing the dribs and drabs of releases and third parties not being there, let alone indies, uh, it just there wasn't the support at all from from anybody. And and you know we we might complain about what appears on the Switch and the quality of it or what have you, but there is an awful lot of content compared to the previous Nintendo systems. So yeah. from yeah. from that perspective, it's very very successful. But they they hit the ground running. Like it's not the yeah. the Wii from day one was leaning on a gimmick. Yeah, really. This, it's it did. I mean, it had a few gimmicks, and they did push them to start with the whole HD rumble. Ooh, feel the ice cubes, yeah. all of that stuff. Oh, it's got a kickstand. Nobody fucking Joy used either of them. Yeah, yeah. but they mm. but they were quick enough to go. The main thing is, let's put a fuckload of good games on it. Let's get indies filling the gaps between our monthly, quarterly releases. So that first year, it was almost like Jesus. This like overwhelming and. There yeah, was that, it yeah. It was desirable. It's tactile. You wanted, you wanted to use it, even when you didn't necessarily want to play a game. Like, how many yeah. times have we all caught ourselves just browsing the eShop willy nilly, just because we want to fire up the Switch, or just like taking a Joy-Con in and out 
is quite satisfying. <laughs> yeah. like it, it feels just that little fold image on the side. Yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, it, it sort of feels mu- much more quality than the Wii U, and the Wii, the Wii U, the, the handheld was comfortable, but it never felt as 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 budget as we sort of think about the Switch. In some respects, it does sort of feel premium and tactile in all those ways. So. It's a desirable yeah, it, kit. It's le- and it's less corny. Like even the marketing yeah. for it to begin with was, you know, sort of twenty somethings on a rooftop in Manhattan or wherever it was. Yeah. Uh, and it, mm. it's and they, I say this all the time, but like, the, they didn't put the silly Nintendo music on the eShop. They made mm. the just the UI really clean, and it still clean. and as much as like hardcore Nintendo fans will go, oh. Oh, give us, mm. give us folders, give us themes, give us music on the eShop. Ninety percent of the public were like, yeah. "Oh, great, cool. This is this is just a function. This is playing games. This is what I want it to do with none of that fannying about that you would normally get on a Nintendo console traditionally. That made it feel like, no, oh, this isn't for me. This is clearly for kids. You know. So, uh, so- sorry, bad. Go on, finish. No, no. I just, I just think it's been, it's been cleverly marketed from day one mm. and even yeah. their missteps they've just gone all right that hasn't worked so let's move on you know uh, number one coldplay fan alex yeah I, I think that that's well there's not many more is there um oh wow harsh <laughs> thought you liked them <laughs> i do but not many other people do um, doesn't care about coldplay doesn't care about <laughs> yeah. coldplay fans <laughs> I, I think probably the most interesting part of that article there was at 10.3 million OLED you said it sold. I mean, when yeah. the OLED was launched, there was very much that kind of lukewarm reception. It's like, where's this? Where's that? It's not the Switch Pro. It's not this. So yet, in what, three or four months, it sold 10.3 million units. That's incredible. I know. Um, it's I, insane, isn't it? I mean, I'm saying that. I wonder why they've done it. And then I look around like, all of us have one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it's <laughs> like... <laughs> So it, it, it clearly had a market and the upgrades were good, but I think that 10.3 million really surprised me. I didn't think it would be anywhere near as much as that. I didn't think so at all. And I think just that yeah, Japan's a completely different beast. And I'd be curious to see where the split is between mm-hmm. like Europe, North America and Japan. But it did feel like... So what I was going to say before is it, it feels like everything has been timed perfectly with mm-hmm. the Switch. The only kind of gap in that is maybe like the last 12 months or so for yeah. games and specifically high caliber ones which we can always talk about but um i think in terms of like the, the the launch of the different iterations of console has been absolutely perfect so the original switch came out at a time where we had very flimsy game controllers mm-hmm. and it felt more premium now mm-hmm. if i'm playing it compared to holding a dual sense or something else the older switch doesn't feel very good but the OLED and the light came across at a time when you know it needed that kind of upgrade and that refresh, and it felt fantastic. And Ben, when we were playing at the uh, you know the Switch lights when we were at EGX, and the screen was a little bit different, it just had a little bit more of a um, little bit more charm to it, mm. I think, compared to like some like the older consoles. So that was that kind of like refresh it needed. And then again with the OLED, it just didn't do too much, but it does enough for me to really enjoy playing on Pokemon at the moment. And I'm like. It's gorgeous screen, really, really feels firm again compared to like the older one. Um, need to be careful what I say. <laughs> some innuendo. I was waiting there, but it, <laughs> it's just a fucking fantastic, fantastic feeling game. One interesting thing on the article. So it's as for software, Nintendo said it saw the highest quarterly sell-through sales since the launch of the Switch. 
Pokemon Remaster's Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are leading Nintendo's game sales with 13.97 million units sold over the last nine months. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 7.96 million My units. Goodness. Mario Party Superstars has sold 5.43 million units. And Animal Crossing New Horizons sold 4.99 million. Metro Dread introduced last year has just managed 2.74 million units since it uh, since it went on sale. Nintendo also has a couple of new titles that will count for its next quarter, including Arceus. Um, so, just in terms of the the games, there what again keeps on striking. I think everyone that's got a Switch, Mario Kart Eight, that just shows that there's still kids, probably more than likely, yeah. picking up this console for the first time and mm. getting that you know as their first kind of entry level game. That is astonishing, mm. absolutely insane. It's sold four times the amount Dread has. Like yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah, way more than that, is it? Yeah, way more. Oh, oh no, like oh, already in, this, already, in the last yeah. nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, in the last Sorry, game. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know Drag came out a little bit later, but like for like, it's outsold it. Yeah, so, no, definitely. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Anything else on Nintendo just as we're gushing over it? I suppose just even to then follow on from that and what you're seeing over the last couple of days is how incredibly well Arceus is sold. Is it not like the yeah. second fastest yeah. ever selling game on the Switch behind Animal Crossing or something? And that is in, a, in Japan, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it looks like but it might be worldwide. Yeah, they don't know yeah. yet, but that's yeah, it could, it could be. But that, but by the fact that it could be, probably means that it's going to at least be in the top few. Yeah, um, which is is incredible. But all that needed was the right sort of marketing and an, enough good scores, I think, because po- Pokemon yeah. is always huge, and I think it, it's even huge when they're a bit crappy, like Let's Go or this, you know, the the, the Shining Diamond mm. thing, and so people have been holding on for ages it feels like for this new remaster and I'm sure we'll hear more from Dan later on I think is the one of us who's been playing it at the moment uh, but in the in the um, discord there seems to be a lot of love for it the people who are playing it so it's yeah. encouraging stuff I, I think it probably will be the biggest selling game of the year yeah comfortably yeah. Uh, speaking of big selling games uh, let's get that sweet sweet releases sweet 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 releases sweet releases we are going to talk about all those games that are coming out i'm going to hand over to number one coldplay fan alex who's going to talk us through those sweet sweet releases alex what have we got well we're finally we've finally hit february and everybody's been looking forward to february and then you look at this list and you're like where are you going to find the time um so i'm just going to read through the games that are coming over the next four weeks so we've got a couple have already hit in the last couple of days, but this is... We've got Life is Strange Remastered Collection, which came out on the 1st. Dying Light really 2, excited Stay Human, which hits on the 4th, so tomorrow at time of recording. Ollie Ollie World hitting on the 8th. Sifu on the 8th as well, with early access on the 6th. We've got Crossfire X on the 10th. Kingdom Hearts 1-3 to 3 hitting the Switch, but Cloud Versions on the 10th. Horizon Forbidden West on the 18th. Destiny 2, the Witch Queen expansion on the 22nd, Elden Ring on the 25th, and Grid Legends on the 25th. So, there's not Bloody very much to play this month, is there? Really? Mm, um, it's, it's mad. <laughs> when we've waited so long for so many big games, and then it's literally like buses, they are all we'll coming just, at once. I think all coming at once, but let's um, try and pick out one or two each. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. We're quite mm-hmm. excited by them. I mean, Mark, based on that list, what's jumping out at you? Especially with your shiny new PS5. 
Yeah, well, I was quite excited about Dying Light 2, but the reviews don't look that exciting. Um, no. Ollie Ollie World, I might grab that for Switch. Um, waiting for reviews on Sifu, um, yeah. which looks like a bit from soft light in the mechanics and stuff. Um, but yeah, the big one for me by far is Elden Ring, which, uh, you know, until I didn't even know anything about it until relatively recently because I didn't have the system for it so I kept my sort of attention on Nintendo stuff but I've been playing Demon Souls and now keen to uh, jump into that look looks really interesting and it looks gorgeous so yeah I'm I I'm so excited for Elden Ring and that's okay. only really happened, it's only happened this week uh, I haven't watched any footage of it prior to this week and I, I think it just randomly came up on on my YouTube feed and I thought oh I'll have a look at it just see what yeah. it looks like and I, I am completely sold on that. I pre-ordered it first, and then I watched the footage. Of that <laughs> thing it was yeah. uh, Typical it's, Ben. It's, uh, it, it looks fucking amazing. So it looks yeah. kind of like... Um, he's, not more... looked at, he's not even seen a Steam Deck yet. He hasn't even looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like a kind of, kind of more approachable, forgiving version of like Demon's Souls and Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Mm. Because it, it, I get the sense that because it's open world you don't you can just run away from shit or i think you can fast travel away from stuff or just call your mystical horse and ride off away so you can you can get into a fight and then go oh actually i don't fancy this so i, I, I just really like the look of that just the, and the That's world the... looks incredible and it does give me those kind of game of thrones vibes just seeing every like castles in the distance and massive yeah. glowing trees and oh yeah I, 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 I suddenly I'm very hyped for it so bring it on bring it on I am like on the sly quite hyped for it and I think where you're saying you can see the castles in the distance that's the one thing that's jumped out at me when I've seen a couple of videos I've been like oh wow like you can literally see everything that's actually probably uh, traversable and get to that point of being mm. like okay this is where I am now uh, the only thing that feels silly still is just the horse can jump really high. Yeah. I, I keep on saying it feels really weird whenever you see it. Like the, the video is just like, Ooh. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like it just, uh, you're playing this really dark, serious game and then it just turns into yeah. Mario 3D World really yeah. for a few seconds yeah. and you can just boing up onto it. It, it, it is really yeah. surreal because like you play these games and the the combat and the noises and the reactions of everything so grounded. is kind of so grounded yeah. and naturalistic yeah. and then this horse just just levitates yeah. up it's so <laughs> weird I, yeah. I just like the idea like because i i disagree i'm yet to see any like the game of thrones kind of george rr R. martin in mm. any of this like I, I don't know where that's come from as in from i don't know what george rr R. martin's actually input into this mm. if that makes sense mm. because it, i don't know just i was reading about character that. yeah he just said like the overall law like the, the the beats of the law and the story are kind of his stuff so but even then right, okay. since then the developers have kind of gone he might be a bit upset <laughs> like, <laughs> we really? scrapped some of his stuff i think so yeah i think it's just going to be very loosely him mm. I just like the idea that George R. R. Martin's taking a hit at the Hotel Chocola and then gone fucking jump across. <laughs> <laughs> that's his only input that stays yeah. left in the game. <laughs> just Jamie Lannister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, it looks, looks very cool. I've gone. So, other than Elden Ring, Ben, 
Go on, go on, Alex. You go first, mate. I've gone the total other way with Elden Ring, so I had pre-ordered it last oh, year really? and I cancelled it. Uh, um, but that, uh, that's more to do with me trying to be a better person and trying to be like, I know that game will probably come and I won't play it, so I'm going to cancel the pre-order okay. and I'm trying to... I will play it eventually, but it's very much like, no, I'm going to focus on all these games that I need to play first and then I will eventually pick up. So. Very sensible. Wise. Yeah. Ben, Wise. finish off your list. Anything else other than Elden Ring that's jumping out? Um, anything else? I I would say Oli Oli World. Um, I know Mark okay. mentioned it, but yeah, just be cool to have obviously indies uh, at home on Switch. I'd love to pick that one up for Switch. I saw Nate uh, dropped a review of it today. Called it cool. flipping fantastic. Mm, he great, loves it. Great then. pun work there. Um, yeah, it got just... nine out of ten on Nintendo. <clears throat> yeah, a lot Nate gave it. Okay. Nate gave it 9 out of 10 on Pocket Tactics saying, uh, oh, should I do it in a Nate voice? Matching tight, intricate controls <laughs> with a vibrant style <laughs> and high-spirited, energetic world. Oli Oli World delivers the best skateboarding experience on Switch. The series has taken a significant leap forward and absolutely stuck the landing. An essential indie for any skateboarding fans. 9 out of 10. Oh, he's a good writer, isn't he? Wow. He's a good writer. He is, although he did say uh, energetic world, Oli Oli World. And I think that's a bit of a faux pas, mm. isn't it? Mark, would you that's agree? That's too much. Okay. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't dare. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dare cross Nate. <laughs> Alex, it was your list. What is your list for Feb? What are you playing? Um, it probably will be Oli Oli World, to be fair. That's the one I'm likely to pick up because that would be the one I could play on the side. And on the fact that I hadn't played Oli Oli or Oli 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 or Oli Oli 2. Until we had... Until we had it as a cross seasons um, challenge a few weeks ago, I hadn't played either of them oh, okay, until yeah. then. And then I turns out I owned Oli Oli too on this Vita. I had it, um, didn't oh, know okay. that. I found yeah, it, it was a um, must game, have been a PS Plus game PS at some Plus. point or something. So I've been playing that and loving it. So I'm quite looking forward to Oli Oli World. Um, what what is it? What it's a game. It's a game. It's a 2D game. side-scrolling. Skateboarding. skateboarding game okay basically like a, i didn't read the endless review, endless runnerish. <laughs> you're the problem with this industry mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't even look at the pictures to see what it, what it was at all i just went straight to the score and went oh that looks interesting uh, this one's on switch yeah, yeah this is on switch <laughs> i'm gonna play it i'll potentially get that or buy it and not play it <laughs> the other one i'll probably likely give a try is crossfire x um mainly on the fact that one of all well, it's a funny makeup this one because the the multiplayer is free to play made by a different company to the campaign who and remedy are doing the campaign um okay. and what and remedy are doing two campaigns but one of the campaigns is on game pass the other one's not on game pass so it's a kind of buy one play it enjoy it by the other one uh, sorry play one on game pass enjoy it by the other one so i'll probably try the remedy campaign so on game pass probably worth a go mm. um because mm. it's remedy more than anything else so that's interesting. Hot streak. Anything else done that? Where it gives you some of the content on Game Pass, but you do, you got to pay for the rest. I've not felt it to this kind of extent. Um, certainly, nothing that comes off the top of my head. I can feel they've done it and like that. It very much feels a bit like. Well, no, Des- Destiny was a bit like that, wasn't it? Was but it? even then, they started yeah. to you add all like the, the expansions the base game, on the Game but... Pass as well. So yeah. they did do that at the end. Where it feels about, do you kind of remember? This was back in the day when PS Plus kind of first launched and you used to get like the PS Plus editions of the games and then you could buy the full editions. So yeah. It was a bit like Drive Club and things like that and you got 
a bit of it mm. free and you could buy the rest of it. It almost feels a little bit like that. Um, but it's the first didn't one I can remember drop, doing a game. But. Didn't they do Godfall? They released that on PS Plus last month, but only like the post game or something? Like only the the back that you could normally play once you've completed <laughs> the rest of the game or something like that. Something like that, yeah. It was basically it was yeah. a challenger edition they called it, but you yeah, could, it was yeah. basically like the end game. So you just played the end game, like you were already leveled up to go and play it rather than doing the rest of the game or something. It was something really quite strange. I love that they give you. Uh, here's, here's Grand Turismo Seven, but you've only got three wheels per car. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> George R. R. Martin's decided. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. That's three what you get horse. when I host. Nice little throwback. Three-legged horse. Anyway, uh, I'm excited for Life is Strange Remastered because I never played the original, and that's a very much a Dan game. Um, so I think it's one and two, and before, before the storm, storm, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that those three games have always really appealed to me. The first one, especially with its soundtrack. Um, I think I've spoken about that at length. And on the new episode of uh, Cross Button, which is coming out this week i don't know when but this week being from the third onwards i've just committed to that so i'm gonna to have to edit it and do it sorry laurie <laughs> sorry heather uh ollie ollie world now that you guys have spoken about it probably pick that up uh sifu was one that i've yeah. i've been interested in just because i think it, whilst it's not a very me game to play it, it, it graphically looks really interesting the mechanics quite cool as well it, it doesn't seem to have a lot of buzz around it at the moment and it does seem like people have kind of dropped it a bit from a lot of their previews so um, I'll wait and see what the reviews are like. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 to 3. I went back a while ago to tr- uh, try and play 1 on the remastered. Um, and it, well, I say remastered, but just the upper resident wasn't great. Um, main one for me, Horizon Forbidden West. I absolutely loved the first game. Um, completed it at the back end of last year. After maybe like a year hiatus, I went back to it and I, I actually finished it. It has its problems, the original game. Um, some of the mechanics are exquisite. Um, obviously the bow hunting within the game is just absolutely phenomenal and I'm just excited to see what more they're doing that they do a fear, it does feel like they've taken a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild um, obviously with the hang glider parachute thing that they've got in there uh, but also the way that you can kind of traverse a lot of the environment now whereas I think that was the jarring point with Horizon last time for me you couldn't climb up stuff and after playing Breath of the Wild it was just a little bit yeah a little bit flat um but story-wise really really interesting mechanical dinosaurs absolutely everywhere and um, i won't ruin the story of the first one but you know the the approach to that kind of um dystopian neo kind of technical technical world was was fucking cool um and then the way it wrapped the story up has given me quite a lot of hope of where that series can go i don't think this will be the last horizon game uh, by any stretch it does seem to be uh, a very very powerful IP for PlayStation so long may it continue yeah. but hopefully this one's great it does seem like they're showing a lot of it which is a good sign as well So and then, and then obviously Elden Ring yeah go on Alex I was going to say then they've already announced the, was it Call of the Mountain the VR yeah, the game VR that's coming yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and I can see those experiences coming thick and fast with uh, PlayStation VR especially the new version of it coming out Yeah. Uh, and yeah like I said Elden Ring what more do you want if you've got a horse that can jump up and down and I've pre-ordered that on Xbox and PlayStation the special edition on both because I forgot I got hammered and pre-ordered the PlayStation <laughs> 5 one and when I was sober I panicked and then pre-ordered the, the Xbox one so if anybody would like a special edition of that game please let me know and I will not I will not sell it extra I will sell it for whatever it was what a guy either or 
keep the uh, keep the PS5 version though, Dan, because I think that's what the rest of us are getting it on. Are you yeah. right? Okay, yeah. you're keeping on the PS5. Cool. Yeah. Something we Wonder- didn't talk about in news or sweet releases is the Gran Turismo showcase. It's because it was shit, <clears throat> probably. Yeah. Grand Snorismo. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, like I'm still trying to wake up from it. Like, it, it was that bad. I mean, the game looks incredible. Like, the, the level of detail, oh, yeah. the simulation, like, the weather mm. effects, the photo modes, everything about it looks incredible. Even some of the new features, there was something called Music Rally, whereas you're driving and you have to achieve a certain distance within staying above certain beats per minute and stuff. It was really quite crazy. It was all... Mm. But they didn't show it off very well. Like all those kind of cool things that they've added, they really didn't spend much time actually explaining it or showing much of the gameplay. It's like it's oh. always been like though. Yeah. yeah, Sony, Sony with um, Gran Turismo, it's always been, like I said, sterile. You know, it's it's not, it's never exciting. It's like the old kind of PlayStation announcements of all, you know, where it was just like, oh, and it, somebody would come out and then talk about the technical capabilities of the console rather than actually, oh yeah, this is a, fu- a fun box for kids. Yeah, It's just, yeah, it was like the old Sony, which uh, I, I don't mind too much, but it didn't exactly hype up the game, especially when you've had like, you know, um, Forza Horizons come out and win people's hearts. I think you never really were into motorsport games before that. So That sort of yeah. presentation reminds me of, you know, when they did those Smash Fighter uh, <clears throat> breakdowns and it would be like, 25 minutes on yeah. one fighter and just showing you them and I, I I didn't watch any of those for the same reason it's like if I want to enjoy that fighter if it was something I wanted to do I would not watch 25 minutes because part of it well, is guys. the enjoyment of discovering it <laughs> not being shown yeah. every little intricate thing like all oh, your up moves your down moves your left you know, don't show us in advance that's the fun uh, was, in, yeah. in my opinion nobody wants no because it was literally about five minutes where you thought they were just it was just a stream of someone browsing the auto trader website that was exactly what it looked like like just (laughs) that's the only way i could describe it Um, if you go back and watch a certain section of the presentation you would think it was just someone sitting browsing the auto trader website well, nobody wants 25 minutes of people browsing the AutoTrader website <laughs> and nobody wants 25 minutes of us talking about fucking Gran Turismo 7. Yeah. Let's pick up and play. pick up and play i'm only joking high energy mark dan mark dan it's like we're shouting across like a chasm or something with the horse get on your horse tell me what you picked up mate i want to know just what you picked up so doing the opposite of Alex and being very, very unsensible at the beginning of the year and with it, because it just have a new console, so I'm trying to pick up every fucking thing for it, so I got all excited with this Legacy of Thieves um, what's it called, Uncharted release recently, so I picked up that for 8 quid in CEX and then did the 10 quid upgrade to get both those games PS5 level 
Um, then I picked up at the same time Doom Eternal in CEX as well. It's like 12 quid. Uh, which I've already got that on Switch, but may as well have it at 120 FPS on my uh, shiny OLED TV. Picked up Resident Evil Village as well. A uh, bit of a PSA here. I picked up Control for the PS4 because Ooh. it had a little blue badge on the box that said, will update to PS5. You whack it in and it doesn't update to the PS5. You then jump onto your little chat with Lewis and go, what the fuck, mate? This doesn't update to PS5. And he goes, that is a YouTube video of someone updating it to PS5. And it turns out when you do a little bit more research that the devs then halted that. It was never supposed to have that in the first place. So it's just your PS5 backward compatibility so you don't get those extra juicy PS5 updates. So a bit of a PS4 really? PSA there. Because um, I thought it was just really fiddly and the fact you had to delete it and actually tell it to download the right version, but I was still sure it was supposed to have the upgrade. Because you think it tries to it installs the PS4 version, but you need to delete that, click on the little box in the game, like see where it, you, you go over the menu and then ask it to download the PS5 one. Well, that, it's that, that mode, <laughs> that process is the process I had to do yeah. on a couple of the other PS4 games that had that box, but it didn't give me the option for control after I installed it. I just It wasn't there to let me update it to PS5. Um, if, if it is, then it would be useful to know. So if someone out there goes, oh, this is how you have to do it, then let us know, because that would be really cool. It saved me spending an extra tenner on the PS5 version if I could just update it. Um, cool. So yeah, that, that's a bit of a interesting one but it looks like from the reddits and stuff i was reading that you, you can no longer do it but alex if you know different that'd be really awesome uh picked up ghost of toshima ps5 version as well <gasps> and then there was <laughs> there's a bit of controversy about that is there ben likes it you don't like it dan ben did you finish it no 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 alex do you like it ben? <laughs> that doesn't mean i didn't like it um, it, 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 it's on the same shelf okay <laughs> Just the ink seal case. shelf, yeah, like probably a bit. <laughs> that Heidi Klum shelf <laughs> below it. <or>? Yeah. <laughs> um, so to, to play at some point, uh, instead of buying Alden Ring, you could potentially play that. Uh, and then there was a Critics' Choice sale on the thing, so I bought um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night <laughs> because I thought I tried to play that on Switch, it was a bit crappy on Switch, so I thought I'd get the PlayStation one. I picked up Castlevania Requiem, which is my original reason for getting a PlayStation 5. That was three three ninety nine, <laughs> and then I also picked up last but not least the Ancient Gods DLC for Doom Eternal, which was half price as well. So that's the end of my pickups. Nice. Yeah. Which one are you most excited to play out of those in two sentences or less? <laughs> uh, Ghost of Tsushima because it looks so pretty, um, and then probably Doom Eternal to whack some one hundred and twenty FPS madness. Crazy. Crazy man. Can I just say how much I am enjoying 2022, Mark? It's just, just it's so. It's like a oh, whole new just... person, oh. isn't it? I know. Yeah, I've still Nothing. got all those uh, indie games to get back to on Switch at some point. I'm still looking at those, but yeah, it's a different, different, different world, really. All this different stuff. Mark. We'll come back next week, and all those books will be gone behind him. It will just be <laughs> games everywhere. I love bloodshot eyes. Yeah. Bloodshot eyes, yeah. wearing backwards caps, doing a blooming a bong full of hotel chocolate. Ben, what did you pick up? What did I pick up? Oh shit! Um, I wasn't I wasn't prepared. Uh, I've got I've got a few things this week as well. I wasn't prepared. 
<coughs> I was very prepared. First thing I picked up was a rather gorgeous pink oh, jewel oh, sense. Um, I really want one. That's lovely. Needed a third yeah. one so I could play. Um, <laughs> Needs a third. <laughs> so I could play sack boy with my two lads. That's my justification for it. Um, could you joke out of that? Carry on. No, you can't. So, yes, there's that. Also picked up a couple of bargains. Uh, well, got Horace. We spoke about that last week. That yeah. physically yeah. Uh, came out from Super Rare Games. And also picked up a bargain, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Um, it was only 20 quid on Amazon. So I thought, I'll have a bit of that. That sounds quite expensive for a game that you're probably never <laughs> going to play. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good that's a good family night. Will you play with that? Party okay. Game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll yeah, of course, course you will. Remember course we played it at uh, EGX, didn't we? Couple of, a few years ago. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, I think it'll be good. That for was a, fun for a laugh. No, that was. And fun. yeah, I've had it on my sort of watch list for a while, but it's never dropped below sort of forty. So as soon as I saw it for twenty, snap that up. And then I'm the big boy, continuing the theme from uh, last week, I've picked myself another art book. Ooh. Oh, hello! The art yes. of Cuphead, and it oh, is very cool. Bloody yes. lovely. So it's from uh, Dark Horse Publishing. And it's got all the kind of conceptual art for Cuphead. Oh, fantastic. And um, yeah, a lot of kind of background information as well. So it's quite sort of text heavy as well. Very nice. Gorgeous art in it. Mm. But yeah, I'm just really liking these at the moment. Just having a bit of stuff just to said, flick um, through. You said text heavy there and Mark got a semi on. <laughs> I'm, I just, yeah. I just want to say I'm, 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 <clears throat> I'm loving 2022 Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lewis, Lewis is going to be very jealous watching this. Back. He's furious right now. Um, Alex, come on, what have you picked up? Um, similarly to both Ben and Mark, um, so my physical of Horace arrived, and I picked up a six-pound copy of Uncharted Four for the upgrade, okay, but I haven't cool. done the upgrade yet. Um, that's that's been it. So, no, I haven't spent too much at all. Sensible, cheaper ben. than me, you bastard. Got that too. What were you most excited about uh, playing out that group of things that you bought? You can't really say the book. Uh, the dual sense. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Alex, what about you? Looking forward to finally playing Uncharted, but I'm going to start at one and work my way up. Like a normal person. Yeah. <gasps> Weird. Uh, <laughs> I've I've actually got nothing <laughs> last week or two, which was mainly because I was skint at the end of January and I've only just been paid, and even that's now going on wedding stuff, so that's a bit of shit. Uh, so I picked up nothing, but I will jump into what I've played. Um, so Pokemon uh, Amadeus came out a couple of days ago, um, and it's no, I'm only joking. Did it's it rock Arceus you? Okay, it did rock me. Um, Arceus, Arceus, Arceus. Okay. I think it's Arceus now. It was supposed to be Arceus, Arceus. and I think they changed it. Arceus. Okay, Arceus. Arceus Clay. Um, so I've been playing it. I've only played maybe an hour, an hour and a half of it, and mainly because I've just been knackered this week. But why I've played has meant that I've been charging the Switch every single day, taking it in with me to work if I were to get half an hour. When I get home and putting it on charge and having it by my bed, ready to play, but I've just been too tired to pick it up. So that's the kind of engagement that I've got with the game really is very fun the throw mechanic is a lot more uh prominent in this game where you are given pokeballs right at the start i think like 50 um is what the character gives you and your first task is to go and catch three pokemon with them and it's just like a um, circular kind of target appears in the middle of the screen 
and then you're having to maybe from distance or maybe getting quite close to certain Pokemon depending on what their um, what their temperaments like. Some might be a little bit more cagey if you're too close. Some might get aggressive, which may, might you might have to battle them. And yeah, throwing like Pokeballs from absolutely miles away with an arc on the ball as well to try and catch them. And I don't know about you guys, but I've seen some absolutely ridiculous catches. Like I can't remember who it was. Was it? One of the guys in the Discord. I think it was uh, Aiko. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he caught like a Jarados that had just been like flying around and it was just this amazing ping of a shot. But you're seeing like loads of things like that happening and it's that dynamic of the game that's just completely, uh, completely interesting. The start of it is not like any other Pokemon game. Uh, whilst you get your three kind of starters that you have to pick uh, one of, um, it really is about being in this new world, looking around at the environment like the similarities to Breath of the Wild are, are really there. It's just graphically nowhere near what Breath of the Wild was, which is really mm. weird to me, mm. considering it's you know maybe three, four years older, uh, no longer than that, four or five years older. Um, so I, I was a bit disappointed about the graphic side of things, but everything from the sound design to what it tries to do with the environment is really engaging and captivating as well. So I'm excited to play it more. I'll probably, um, probably put quite a few hours into it over the weekend. Uh, I'm meeting Max on Saturday for a couple of drinks so in the evening so I'm planning on trying to play a couple of hours before I meet him because uh, I've got a couple of hours uh, without a child to be able to do Did that you, uh, Do you want me to send this up so you can use that? If you Max can, well? yeah. yeah if you can, that's fine <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get on it as the kids say um, but yeah, like uh, that's it any any questions about Arceus Amadeus? Who Arceus? was your starter? The little penguin fella. That I can't <laughs> anything new? Any any of the new Pokemon names? I just yeah. <clears throat> Pokemon like correspondent sink. Dan. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'll go with the penguin one, lad. Um, I feel like yeah, uh, the penguin. One. I feel like Dan and I have had a body swap the last couple of weeks. Just because, like, yeah, he's yeah. now taking the <laughs> Switch to work, smashing and the Switch all day long. Buying I'm everything in sight. Eighteen games or something a week. <laughs> it's like a body swap film with Tom Hanks yeah. in it. Um, <laughs> But I got a question. I got a question for you, Dan, about Arceus. Is um, what like, I, I get the fact that you're a character and you're going out into the world. But like when you just said you start and you, you're given the choice of the three Pokemon, that just kind of blew yeah. my mind. I didn't really think about having a squad. So what do you need your squad for? I haven't got that far into the okay, game yet right. to know what the squad is, but it's still still got the battle dynamic to it. Oh, so right. you are still battling Pokemon. Um, it's just like in terms of getting to that point, yeah, I'm not quite there. Okay. So I've literally I've gone into the first town. I've learned basically why I'm there because you just drop out the sky. There's no spoilers about this, by the way, but you drop out the sky. You're wearing more modern clothing. So and you've probably gone back. I think to right at the dawn of people being able to catch Pokemon, um, and it's like a massive deal that you've been able to catch three in such quick succession and the pokeballs you get which are the ones that came with the uh, special mm. edition of the game and like the pre-orders on amazon is like a wooden kind of looking pokeball um so in terms of battle mechanics I, I'll, I'll report on that in my correspondence on the next crosscast but right now i've not got there yet um, love, i would love to do a big like uh episode of just a cross-section of if we can find a couple of other people that are playing it as well oh definitely let's do yeah, it because it's a it's a big yeah. big enough release to warrant yeah. that, isn't it? I think. Oh, I mean, again, it feels AAA as well, which is exactly what I was waiting for. The last couple of Pokemon games haven't necessarily felt that way, even though um, Sword and Shield, I really enjoyed them, and I think I gave it my game of the year at the time. It just wasn't up to snuff compared to most other AAA open world games, quote unquote open world games. So, 
Um, and when you've got stuff like Genshin Impact and you know, games like that that are doing far more with that same mechanic of catching things and going through it, even like Persona 5 to some extent, um, it's really exciting to see Pokemon take a different step in a different yeah. direction. So, yeah, encouraged. Uh, ben, you've been playing something interesting. I have, yeah, indeed. I uh, Well, these guys have both spoken about it, but I did the um, Uncharted, what was it called? Legacy of Thieves? Yeah. Thieves End. Yeah, Legacy yeah. of Thieves. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I did that £10 upgrade because uh, I had a copy of Uncharted 4. I've started Uncharted 4 in glorious 60 frames per second, and um, I've been absolutely hooked on it. Uh, I've, so finished, you... I've finished it now. Oh, my really? God. Well, yeah. bloody yeah. Well, you've played like again, just to kind of give a bit of a backlog here. But like, mm. uh, and this is probably Mark's wish list: God of War. You played things like Bloodborne. You played loads of Persona Five, like loads of gorgeous, stylish games. Where are you finding yeah. that kind of ranks on those kind of games? Then it is right up there. I mean, it, it's really it's difficult to not compare it to The Last of Us, like yeah, because obviously it's you know same developer. There's a lot of similarities in. It's very narrative heavy. Um, there's a lot of stealth, and you're kind of going from one encounter to the next. <clears throat> I think the the key difference is, and why I've enjoyed it and was instantly grabbed by it, m- much more so than The Last of Us, was it's just it's the tone. Mm. I did it like I found the tone off putting in The Last of Us, and I kind of I didn't particularly enjoy the the combat mechanics in Uncharted Four. I, yeah. Those were the kind of bits that I dreaded. Not because they were difficult, but because it was like uh, I'm kind of enjoying the the fun of like bouncing around on a on a cliffside, and, yeah. and it's just it's fun to play. Whereas I found The Last of Us like I was just constantly filled with dread the whole time. Hmm. This felt a lot more light-hearted, uh, and the story is much more fun and you know interesting to me than the kind of your usual apocalyptic end of the world zombie shite so i i just really engaged with the story and i thought the characters and the acting was just fantastic and i i think it's one of i think god of war was maybe the first game that did this but it's one of very few games that i've played where i've gone do you know what this story is as good as if not better than a movie yeah yeah because like, I've I've been pretty dismissive of video game stories in the past, and even on this podcast, I've sort of said, you know, like B movie kind of shit that you get in video games. And I don't really care, but this, like, I was I was proper into this story, and every single character had depth to them, and I kind yeah. of I could kind of see their different motivations, and this characters kind of double crossing each other, and it's just yeah, absolutely brilliant from start to finish and it's a gorgeous game man. and i was oh. going to say just the, the the wonderful thing about experiencing the games when they came out because even now i know the screenshot in my head of nathan drake in the it's at night and you're walking and you can see the sea and it's like you traverse around the side of a mountain to get somewhere yeah. Yeah. and I, I can still pitch that in my mind perfectly in my bedroom um you know going yeah. back maybe 10 years ago what it was when this game but the the lead up to this game was maybe I'd say four or five years of Square Enix and Naughty Dog having like a go at each other. Mm. So you bring Tomb Raider came out, then Uncharted mm. Two came out, and then two next Tomb Raider, and then it just it these kind of amazing dynamics where it just kept on pushing action adventure games up. 
Yeah. Um, what I loved about Uncharted 4, uh, 4 was like the cinematic aspects to it really oh. took on a different level. But I love the opening as well. You play, it's like young Nathan Drake at that yeah. point. And yeah. it's about him and his brother, isn't it? And that's the yeah. compelling yeah. kind of story of where it goes. All the way through it, again, no, I'm not going to spoil it. All the way through it, I thought certain things were going to happen. Mm. And I was waiting for that kind of like moment. But what it turned into this lovely celebration of a computer game. Um, and the yeah. only other part that jumps out, did you play Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's fucking very, cool. That you can play cool. the whole game in that, can't you? I remember right. Uh, I th- pretty I sure I didn't you can play the whole I'm thing. I'm not sure. I didn't get. I didn't get past the first level of Crash Bandicoot. But um, <laughs> it, yeah, but there's there's so many little elements like that, and I, I kind of don't want to mention them because it's it's when yeah. I got because I didn't know anything about this game at all. Um, so I was, you know, surprised, constantly surprised by it. But there are those moments. There's so many scenes in it that mm. I think will just stick with me, both from a story perspective and just visually, you know, um, or it, like the presentation of it. I can remember there's this moment where you meet back up with another character and then you're just driving off together. And then the music just kind of fades up and everything else mm. fades down. And suddenly you're just driving along with this really like yeah. tranquil music playing. And it's not like you're having this crazy action sequence that a lot of the game is. It's just, oh, cool. I'm just out for a drive in this big open space and yeah. this cool music's playing. It's just, the cinematography of it is just, yeah, next level. Absolutely Another level. Yeah. So uh, something I think somebody absolutely loved, that's a terrible segue because we're all talking about computer games. So Mark, Demon Souls, <laughs> this is your fucking bread and butter. This must be absolutely Moorish for you. How is it? Yeah, I, I, I am really enjoying it. Like I was just thinking, I was all, all happy with myself because I thought I was playing like my resolution. I was trying to play like the Zeitgeist of games until like yesterday it just occurred to me that it's a fucking remake of a PlayStation 3 game, isn't it? So that's uh, <laughs> my own thing. But, um, Brilliant. But at the same time, like, it's all got that the next-gen visuals and sound and the uh, DualSense, all, all that stuff is very next-gen. So that's all there for me. Um, like, this obviously was the start of From Software's journey and they've remastered some of the mechanics and stuff. Bluepoint have done, obviously, a lovely job there and it's... It's done a great job. It rem- it's remastered very nicely, um, but there's still it still feels like their first steps into this world and their style. In that, there's a few mechanics that I think they've dropped since, um, mm. and there's a few things that they've added to the game that are, are quality of life improvements. Like when when you are walking around, your backpack and stuff can fill up, and if it gets too heavy, if, if you if you cross the the ratio of having too much stuff you then become more sluggish. And mm. so, but even worse than that, in the original Demon Souls, which I didn't know this until I was reading about it, like if you found something out there on a, on a, on, a, on obviously like every, every moment of the game is pretty damn grueling. And like, if you find something like treasure and your backpack is then full, in the original Demon Souls, there was like nothing you could do. You just had to just leave it because you didn't manage your backpack. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it says, do you want to send this back to the base? Basically, you can send it to the Nexus and you just... But how awful must that have been if you found like this incredible weapon and it was just like, <laughs> right, I can't take that. I've just got to like walk away and just leave it there and never... <laughs> Good luck. And it's not going to be there the next time because you've, you've interacted with it and then it's gone, like, like the game is. So, um, but it's very beautiful. And I didn't realize it was like levels, like it's like five 
worlds are based around this nexus area mm. and you like go into each one i've been playing it like totally with a guide i haven't got the it's it's nice in a way that these like pilgrims have like done it all in, in advance and like discovered this stuff so that you don't have to because I it would I think it would break you like obviously there are people who <laughs> obviously there are people who it doesn't break but it's really nice to like get to something and just think there's like three routes and and just be able to go to a guide and go look I don't want to have to spend half an hour going down one of these paths and then die because I I wasn't prepared for it like which is mm. how the game could be and then you've mm. obviously got to like buckle down and do it again and the rest of it but it's nice just to be able to refer to a guide and go you know what if this is going to be my first experience with a game of this magnitude and difficulty, let me be helped as much as possible, to be honest. like, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that that's there and those people have done the hard work and the guides have been really useful. That's cool. It's good. Yeah. It's really cool. That might be the way I, when I eventually get down to starting this, that might be the way I approach it. Yeah, Just, me too. So that has worked in the past where I've, I think I did it with, we spoke about it, Mark, at the time, but The Messenger. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I decided like I like action platformers. I'll play the first half by myself, like fine. But then for the Metroidvania part, I'll refer to a guide, and that actually worked out really well. So it's yeah, a good idea if you can enjoy it without yeah, because like there's some things about this that if you didn't know, like I probably would have already stopped it because 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 each world has got like three sections, and and it encourages it doesn't tell you to do this. Like you would just keep playing through the section. You wouldn't really think I should leave and go and play two, one or three, one or four, mm. one. You would just keep going and thinking, well, surely those other ones are going to be harder. So I'll stick with this. But each sec second and third sections of each world are harder consecutively. So like it makes sense to go one, one, two, one, three, one, four, one, and then go back and do one, two, 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 three, two. Which I would never have known, and it probably would have killed me no. not realizing. So just that straight out the gate is such a useful thing to know. <laughs> I um, just while we were on, like on that subject, uh, it, during my extensive uh, research of Elden Ring this week, I found out that um, one of Miyazaki's biggest inspirations for these games was uh, one of your favorite games, Mark, um, Eco or Ico. Oh my god! That? that is yeah. legit one of my favorite games of all time, and I fucking love Ico so much, or Eco, or however it's said. Just the atmosphere yeah. of that game, yeah. And you do get like the purity of it is so there with this game, and you just feel every moment is just like, oh, you just right there. The character, <laughs> it's just the purity. Like I'll, I'll go and play like De I was trying to play Deathloop. I was like, I've got to play Deathloop because I'm trying to play that at the same time. But I'm playing Deathloop, and I'm just thinking. Even though Demon's Souls is going to break me and it's going to be so much harder, I just want that purity of the experience of it. Like, there's there's no extraneous stuff. It's just like, oh, and I really, really love that. <laughs> ben, proper set and mark off there, like, throwing yeah, oh, extraneous oh, into a oh, sentence. Oh, 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 Ico, man. oh, Lewis is near. I'll flirt with Mark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex, you've been, uh, you've been playing two games, mate. So uh -huh. talk to me about Kina. Quinoa. 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 British spirits. Um, so I, I started. I mentioned this last week because I just started playing it last week because I finished it this week and I think I was probably wasn't quite sure of it when I started when I was talking about it last week and probably by the end I still wasn't quite 
sure of it. I mean, for a for an animation studio, essentially to make a game, they've done an incredibly good job. I mean, for a first game, how well it plays and how good it looks um, is great credit to them because they've done an amazing job. I think it just it sets them up for a great sequel was maybe a good way of putting it. Okay, I think yeah. it's a really strong foundation for a first game, but it's just there's not enough to it to re- make it like the way people really I'm trying to think of the best way to put like, it. It, was... it was built as like a Zelda clone for a while, wasn't it? And yeah. they were saying like Kena and then obviously the rot and the little creatures and stuff. It felt very very Zelda-esque. Is it not quite on the money or is it still no, missing it's, a bit? It, the combat's not quite there for me. The difficulty spikes particularly i mean i think the bosses yeah. themselves and i think for even from some of the chats in the discord that the bosses are probably what put a lot of people off i mean it's not right they, you, you can uh, get there quite easily enough you you deal with the environments environments are lovely some of the additional things you need to do some nice kind of quests but not too much to do because it is a it's a relatively short game i think what 10 to 12 hours i think to get through it so it's not a big game um but it it just doesn't do enough to kind of deserve the plaudits that it got for me. I mean, I think it did win the Indie Game of the Year at the Game Awards last year, and I think mm. compared to some of the other games I've played, it didn't deserve it. Like, not mm. in my opinion. Um, it won. It should have won. Uh, won. Uh, should have been winning, just like prettiest yeah. indie game. And I, I, even that, I know, subjective. But I mean, it definitely it is gorgeous looking, and it. it, it play it as a good game but it's a good game and that's probably the best way to put it as what i've been seeing a lot just now is this whole seven out of ten debate and when did seven out of ten become a bad <laughs> game like it's it's a yeah, yeah it's a seven out of ten game for me but a seven out of ten game being a good game um mm. and that's probably the as much as i would really say about it play it i mean if, if people want to play it it's definitely worth a play um, yeah. particularly just to see like the animation and to get the story it's a nice story um, and everything it does it does well there's nothing you would say oh my god I hated that that mechanic didn't work that didn't work this didn't work it all worked it's just not it's not, not quite, quite there not, yeah. It's, yeah. it sounds to me like what you said it's the sensible thing to do would be to wait for the sequel play mm. that first and then go back and play that. Well, <laughs> that would be what the hotel shuckle are talking, Alex. Ignore him. Um, that's ever the sensible thing to do, then. <laughs> I, th- I think I would always say, like, a seven out of ten game and upwards could be someone's favorite game of all time. Yeah. Like, I, that seems to be the rating upwards, where obviously it's just completely up to the person. And I've seen quite a few people that have said, like, Keena's like one of their favorite games mm-hmm. of the last couple of years just because it did say something different. Um, the story itself and the way it's been presented touched quite a few people's hearts as well. Yeah, so I can see why that would. The, the story itself is mm. quite. If if you're in a particular place in your life or in your particular moment, probably particularly just now, um, it could have that impact on you and that effect of you because the story is strong. And I mean, it, and it's it's very much an animation studio making a film, but turning it into yeah. a game. That's kind of how it feels, but a good game at that. So, I mean, that's great credit to Ember Labs for doing that. I, I think they've done a great job. Speaking of great jobs, your other game? Great job? Great. Italian job? Jobby? Come on. No, not quite. Um, so, so, the other other game I've been playing is actually from one of our one of our friends that we made at uh, 
EGX or Repixel A. <laughs> wonder what you were going to yeah. say then. No. One of my friends we met so at. We met Andrew from Repixel A at <laughs> yeah. EGX. Very nice guy. We did a little interview mm. with him. Played Formula F Racing at the time. And I think, was it Clash of the Metals or something that you, yeah, your boys really enjoyed? Yeah. So another game they've just released is Gravity Chase. Um, it's a bit of a, it's almost a kind of homage to the F-Zero. It's that kind of gravity racer. Oh, right, okay. Um, has a few different modes to it. I mean, it's, it's not a big game. It's kind of more like if you've played Formula Retro Racing, it's very much that kind of basis. The kind of arcade element, a little, at least it adds a little more to it because you've got like a combat race mode, an arcade race mode, and an elimination race mode um, around these different tracks. I mean, it kind of is, but it says in the name as a gravity racer and you're chasing the other vehicles and it plays for three or four pounds i think it is it's play it's a really good game from a really nice little studio and i just wanted to give it a mention because we know we met as i say we met andrew back at egx really nice guy making these games in a really small studio or more or less on his own um and from that perspective it's a really fun game as was formula retro racing as well so look at just have a wee look for the the game this looks this does look awesome just looking at pictures now i was just <laughs> alex i was just about to ask is it on switch i realized i don't need to ask that anymore <laughs> is no, it also on I playstation i think it's i think at the moment it's only on xbox and xbox. steam but i think if you've if basically followed the kind of release path of the last time that's okay. where the other games have gone because formula retro racing has only recently hit playstation <laughs> so for that. it's only on xbox <laughs> I, I think it, it will like, um, it will come to PlayStation. I'd imagine if it follows in other games, they seem to. I think because Steam and Xbox are very closely aligned in terms of the, the way they have to develop the games, and then they kind of port it to PlayStation. That kind of comes next, so it should hit there eventually. Nice. These pictures are giving me like Extreme G, uh, F Zero, Wipeout sort of vibes. Yeah, it's very much really cool. like that. Yeah, and it plays really, it plays really well. I mean, it has some little issues there in terms of like the elimination race and it's just out so there's probably some little bugs that need to be so the elimination race you then got eliminated so you were first and you you, you won the race but it kept going until it eliminated you it didn't stop and say well you're the winner it's like you are going to be eliminated now but there's nobody behind you so there's some little things that probably still need to work through but um it, it's... it's like a fucking from some from <laughs> you will still die yeah. you died <laughs> <laughs> luring you into that false sense of security but still saying no you're going to blow up too yeah. speaking of blowing up uh, are we going to play Mario Smario or are we going to we going to leave it a week what do we think uh, yeah I've got uh, you, you know you asked that question Dan we could do the topic if you want I've got the I did a bit of a deep dive into your question about whether <laughs> Nintendo are on a uh, critical decline like, and I, think I think it would be quite a fun topic if you wanted to but all I we reckon do. we I, I just think we should have Lewis moderating it next week, oh, yeah. and I need to go and do my research. But I do want to. I do genuinely want to do it. If, <laughs> and people listening, tune in next week live over on Twitch.tv/slash The Crossplayers for fight, Mark fight, fight. Mark fucking schooling me on how I've said. I believe hmm, me Dan <laughs> thinks Nintendo are in critical decline, and instantly Mark took up that challenge. He's been throwing digs over in Discord that I've been picking up on for the last couple of days. But I I, I think we should get Lewis to moderate that. Gloves are off yeah. though. So watch <laughs> give us your thoughts. Come on to Discord. Let us know what you think. Who do you agree with? Yeah, who's yeah. right? Who's wrong? Ooh. Team Mark right, or Team uh, Dan? Oh, team Smark or Team Stan? <coughs> Stan. Um, Stan. Uh, should we do Mario Smario? 
Yeah. Yeah, happy to. Yeah. Let me just take Come on, let's have a bit of gusto. Come on, Alex. Do you wanna do you wanna play Mario Smario? I do. Mario's Mario. This is the Cracking the Whip edition. So Mario's Mario is the game where I dig out four weird and wonderful facts about a particular game. However, one of those facts isn't a fact. It's actually bollocks. And the lads have to work out which one that is. And yeah, 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 you there. Yeah, you can play along as well at home. Please do. Uh, so are we ready, lads? Are we ready for this one? Yes. So ready. Let's do it. I think Ben and uh, Dan are our uh, reigning champions at the moment, aren't they? One point. No, no, I'm the reigning champion. Dan's the reigning champion. Dan's the reigning champion. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're ahead. <laughs> so, today, we are playing Castlevania, or Scarsylvania. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. One step beyond. <laughs> okay. It's at this point, I would love us to drop in some Castlevania music before you go into the question. Oh, so, Dan, you're editing this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's all we need. It's <laughs> oh, just a vampire tune. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got um, two rounds today, uh, and mm. round one. Number one, the game is known in Japan as Ukumaju Dracula. Number two, the title Castlevania was created because the senior vice president at Konami in the U.S thought the Japanese title translated as Dracula Satanic Castle. Number three, the game was banned in Spain. Number four, <laughs> garlic, wooden stakes and lycanthropy were planned to be included as sub-weapons, but ultimately weren't. Let's find out who's going first from my randomizer. <laughs> Alex, you're up first, mate. This is, <laughs> is, is a difficult one for me. I don't know very much about Castlevania as well. But I, I think just listening to them, I mean, I can believe it was banned in Spain. I don't know why, but although Spain, see if it was Germany or something, I feel like things are more likely to be banned there, but Spain, maybe not so much. The one about the, the garlic seems a bit too far-fetched. But I again, have dropped these into the WhatsApp, so yeah. you can read it if you need to. Although Alex has just completely forgot the fact that by being nominated first, he could nominate someone as well. No, it no, was Alex, not it Alex. Wasn't, it wasn't Salix, was yeah. it? Oh, shit. Sorry. I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Lewis. Bring back... <laughs> I was a bit gutted it wasn't Salix. Bring back Lewis. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It's like a reverse version. I mean, thinking that the... It translated to Dracula Satanic Castle. 
when then you look at the first two kind of look like they tie nicely together, but obviously being Mark, that could be very intentional. Um, I think I'm going to go with three because I can see it being banned somewhere, but I can't see it being Spain. Okay, Alex, you are locking in number three. Dan, you're up next, my friend. Oh, fuck off. Um, (laughs) Don't know what Akumaju means. (laughs) <laughs> I know it's Japanese, so I'm probably not going to, but um, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, title Castlevania was created because the senior vice president at Konami in the US thought the Japanese title translated as Dracula Satanic Castle. Bit dodgy on that one. Game was banned in Spain, just makes me laugh. I don't know why. Um, because I'm thinking of Valencia and people throwing tomatoes at each other, and that's not Valencia, is it? So. I'm just committing all sorts of like Spanish atrocities here. Fucking hell. I think- Sorry, Spanish people. Um, <laughs> garlic, wooden stakes, and lycanthropy were ba- uh, were planned to be included as sub weapons, but ultimately weren't. Um, the one that makes me laugh is the game was banned in Spain, so I'm going to say that's the that's the uh, Smario. That's the Smario. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ben, you're up next. Okay. Um... So I know that there was a lot of uh, like religious symbolism that either had to be cut out and there was a lot of controversy around it when it first came out. And I think maybe there was Nintendo versions that had some religious themes edited out. Um, so I can believe <clears throat> that the game was banned in Spain <coughs> on that basis. Um, I can also believe... The first one, I don't know what it means, um, but I know it's it's got a different name in Japan, and I think that name does include the word Dracula. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll assume that's true as well. The Castlevania one, I know I can't remember what the origins of that name are, but that <laughs> reason you've given sounds vaguely plausible. So I'll go with that. Um, so I'm going to go for number four. As the Smario, garlic, wooden stakes, and lycanthropy were planned to be included as sub weapons, but ultimately weren't. Lovely stuff. And um, do you remember we used to have a host called Lewis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, um, yeah. He um, has just said he's going for number two. Are we? Are we... He's going for a number do, two? Do we need to know that? That's disgusting. <laughs> That's fine. That's, <laughs> he's strange. He's thing. choosing number two as the, uh, the his fact. Do we? Are we counting that or not counting that? What do you think? Depends if it's right or not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The poor bastard. Okay, right. uh, Let's um, do them in uh, this order. So, number one, it was known in Japan as Akamajo Dracula. That is, in fact, a Mario. So, that's true. That's the name of Castlevania in Japan. Number two, the title Castlevania was created because it's in blah, blah, blah. That is also a Mario. So, tough luck, Lewis. So, you lot all chose three or four. So, one of these is this Mario. Mm. Was it the game banned in Spain? Or was it garlic wooden stakes lycanthropy were planned to be included, but ultimately weren't? The Smario is number three. Yay! So well done, Alex and Dan. Ah, I've got ah, a point. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, garlic wooden stakes and lycanthropy were actually in plan to be included, and I was relying on the religious overtones and the controversy around the game. Uh, to make people think so again like when we started <coughs> playing this game way back last year it's the more you know can cause you yeah. to have issues so well played okay. Ben for at least knowing something 
<laughs> and uh, we, let's do a quick round two because I've got these. have got some brilliant ones. You're going to love this. Okay. <laughs> you you will love these ones. Oh uh, dear. Okay, round two. Number one. <laughs> a parallel version of the game with the same premise, soundtrack, characters, and locations, but different structure and play mechanics was released a month later and is also known in Japan as Akumaju Dracula. Fuck off. <laughs> That's so hard. <laughs> Number That's two. Like... <laughs> uh, I get so excited when Dan gets angry at them. Oh. <laughs> Just desperately trying to think it through. Number two. Names listed in the end credits include joke versions of famous people involved with classic horror, including Boris Karloffis, Christopher B, and Vran Stoker. Num <laughs> <laughs> Number three, the American release in May 1987 coincided with the 90th anniversary of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Number four, it is the 11th best-selling NES game. Gonna drop these in so you can have a read and we will find out who goes first with the mighty randomizer Salix so you can choose I'm going to choose Dan mainly oh, because yeah. he's usually good <laughs> <laughs> fuck off Alex hello yeah <laughs> I think you meant sexually. Oh, fine. Yeah. Well, that's always implied. Just good. Come on, lads. <coughs> Just usually. You did. The size, the size 68 waist comes with a honking great package. Number one, a parallel version of the game with the same premise soundtrack characters. Uh, Akimuju Dracula. Names listed in the end credits include joke version. I can just say size 68 waist and that'll make Mark laugh. No, I, just want, I want honking great package as the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a fucking Mario knowing you. Honking great package is one of the oh, Japanese translations. <laughs> Names listed in the end credits include joke versions of famous people, included classic horror. I don't know why it'd be joke versions. The American release in May 1987 coincided with the 90th anniversary of Bram Stoker Dracula. Okay. Uh, it's the 11th best selling NES game. You absolute arsehole. Um, <laughs> I fucking love it every time. All of them, don't we? All of them are. It's the best one you've done yet. Um, all, all gobshitey, basically. They are basically all good. Because yeah, it's it's just a perfect balance of gobshaters. <laughs> Parallel version of the game. Oh, I just don't know if it was. I'm gonna go with one's the Smario. It's the parallel version of the game. Alright, locking that in. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Right, let's see who's up next. Da, 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 the randomizer. Ben, you're up next. Okay. Now my thinking brain just get on with it <clears throat> it's making me think one is my very true brain <laughs> well i'm trying to switch it off because as opposed to my sexy brain it never helps <laughs> it, it did me in in the last round but i can't help but think that number one is true because that is quite See, a common thing to have happened in japan at that time 
Like, remember, like, Mario 2, The Lost Levels, wasn't, like, a proper sequel. And they would then, you know, it, it had a different name, to be fair, but it was just a, you know, slightly diff different remixed version of the first game. So I, I can believe that I'm going to discount that and say one is true. <clears throat> um, two, with all the famous names remixed, again, that seems like the sort of silly thing that I could imagine happening in a game at that time. Uh, the three and the four are a struggle because four could easily be a gobshite. Actually, it was the 12th highest selling game on the NES. And um, so I... But then the, uh, I'm, I'm most drawn to the third one. The American release in May 1987 coincided with the 90th anniversary of Bram Stoker's Dracula. I just think... I don't know if they would have had that marketing nous to to make that into a big deal at the time and i think it would be too much of a coincidence to to just happen so i'm gonna go for that number three ben you're locking in three alex yeah. i'm torn between one and two um one because i feel like they would almost have gone with something more along the similar premise and structure and mechanics but change the characters and setting or something rather than um, changing the structure and mechanics. And two, I just can't see them putting any humour into it. I don't know much about the series but to me it doesn't sh shout humour in any way or even to put humour in the credits. So I'm a bit like I'm struggling with that one. I think I'm going to go with two. Alright. And Lewis has gone for number one. So you're all over the shop, which mm. is very exciting. Uh, I love that. <laughs> um, let's do them in random order. So number two, names listed in the end credits. Do indeed. That's a Mario. Uh, not only have they done those three, but there's various more. Those were just the most famous ones uh, with the silliest names. Boris Karloffis. I mean, they're not even like funny Christopher B I just they're, they're like fucking they're like Smario names that's what's so, so that's why it's, it's like borderline disrespectful yeah it? it's just like what the fuck oh. who wants to be known as know, yeah. Boris Karloffis we're gonna <laughs> salute you sir <laughs> into eternity incredible uh, okay um, number Bram one Bram Stoner <laughs> Bram Stoner yeah I had that uh, hotel chocolate number one a parallel version of the game with the same premise soundtrack characters etc that's also a Mario. So this is really interesting. A game also called Akumajo Dracula was developed for the MSX2 system simultaneously. It was released a month after the Disk System game. It was released in Europe under the title Vampire Killer, where it was the first game in the series to be released. So that's actually the first Castlevania game was called Vampire. When you look up games from this era, it's always this complicated. It's like what Ben said. Mm. It's absolutely true. When we look, when we did the the F Zero Mario, Mario, it's just like across the board. Right, mental. fucking hell. Sorry, yeah. I asked for an answer, not a fucking lecture. <laughs> <Jesus. Basically. laughs> that is Christ, true. I got it wrong. All right, but that is Sorry, isn't so that interesting. I had no idea that it was is true. Interesting. Yeah, yeah um, it, is a, it is interesting. So, what have we got left? Number three and number four. Number three, the American release in May night coincided with the Bram Stoker Dracula. That's also a Mario. Ah, oh, smart. Wow. Sweet. 
So it's a sweep. And now you're going to properly say, and you are right, if it had been that, say, the 12th best-selling game was Castlevania. Completely legit. But I looked up the top 78 best-selling NES games, <laughs> which are listed on Wikipedia, and Castlevania or Akumojo Dracula, Vampire Killer, none of them are listed in the top 78 NES games. The only stat I could find on how well it sold was when it was combined with its Game Boy Advance release, and that was the only figures, but that was still w would have been way below even some of the other best-selling NES games. It's nowhere near the 11th best-selling NES game. So there you go. Well played, everyone. Good job, played. Mark. Well, well played, Well played, guys. Well played, Mark. That was a funny one. Oh, what's a funny Good one? Job. That was fantastic. Uh, if you like what we do, go over to thecrossplayers.com and you can find the Discord link there. There's a shop and all kind of stuff, but just go on Discord. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash thecrossplayers. Uh, special shout out to all of our patrons at the moment. Sean Hughes, Austin Voigt, Scum Death Bastardo. We need his real name in there. Uh, Tyler Renoir, uh, Jason Frost, uh, Ethan Hunt, Lelena DeSoutles, Tristan Brooks, Sarah Purbrick, Rebecca Rudrenath, uh, Rune Storm, Timothy Ulf, Luke Cooper, Stephen Landry, Kevin Scully, and Grumpy Grumpy Mark Abbott. Uh Thank you very, very much for supporting us and all of the nonsense, even though most of you, I think... <laughs> I was going to say something <laughs> awful, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did that, it's like ten past ten, cowboy time. Um, so... That is everything for episode 60. I've had a blast. Ben, have you enjoyed yourself? I've loved every moment, Dan. Thanks very much. Oh, you're welcome, mate. Uh, how was the hot chocolate in the end? It was really good. I highly recommend uh, if anyone is a Velvetizer owner at home, then uh, pick up that peanut butter flavour. Really good. Mm, okay. Uh, where can we find you online, Ben? <laughs> you can find me at <laughs> Hotel Chocolat. <laughs> Hotel Chocolat Bomb. You've got a new job, mate. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> At the Velvetizer. <laughs> <laughs> Find me at Ken Bongleton. No. Um, uh, <laughs> Benji oh. Kong on Twitter. Come say hello. What are we like? Middle-aged. Mark, uh, you're also middle-aged. Where can we find you online? Yeah, oh. yeah you can find me at uh, nescafe. Dot. Um, no, um, you can find me uh, if you look... Dot? Fo follow, if you see Tingle, follow him. And uh, if, he's, if he's saying some gobshite, that's probably me. If he's just making funny noises and twirling around and throwing stars, that's probably the real tingle. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I am. Either way, run. <laughs> Either way, run. <laughs> run fast. Uh, run. Buy my map. Run. Okay, Alex, what do we need to buy of yours? Oh well, it's at Soda Street. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you can you can find me on Twitter at ssalex984. But as Dan says, come jump in the Discord, get involved in cross seasons, good fun mm. all round. I thought you were going to say such something a, else. There, like to go it's such a it's such in. a lovely little community. It is. And I, it really, it is. really, it puts a smile on my face every day chatting with everyone in there. Which sounds happen. insincere, but I do genuinely mean it. It's, the, yeah. it's partly the drugs. <laughs> I just love everyone, man. <laughs> Speaking of love, everyone, Lewis, get well. Uh, yeah. He's feeling poorly at home, so everyone send uh, all of your love to that Doctor Fact over on Twitter. Give him a big, warm, written hug. I don't know how you do that, but I'm pretty sure you can find a GIF. Not too poorly to play Returnal, though, is he? No, he's not. It keeps on popping up on my fucking yeah. PlayStation. 
Scum. Absolute ballot. But then again, so do you, Mark. I'm not going to um, accuse you of clock fraud on a public podcast. But uh, <laughs> I'm on to you. Uh, <laughs> while we're at it, let's dox everyone. No, we're not. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to everybody and wave at the camera. Come on, give them a good wave. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a wonderful night or day or morning. Can't you wait. Thank you.